from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Good morning. You're listening to the G and Ursula Show. I was sitting here dancing, <laughs> not too. paying attention to the fact that I'm working. Look, we are glad that you're with us. I'm Angela, along with Travis, filling in for G and Ursula. It's six minutes after 11. We got Chef and Nick here. And Chef, you're going to lead us through agree to disagree. One of these days, we just got to take off the gloves. Just really go at it. And Agree to Disagree is brought to you by Guardian Roofing and Gutters. Uh, Folks, efforts to combat drunk driving went nowhere in Olympia this year. There was a proposal to drop the BAC from 0.08 to 0.05. So let's turn to other states to see what they're doing. And a very creative proposal out of Tennessee that would ban the sale of cold beer being sold in grocery stores and gas stations. I know it's a very uh, radical idea, but it came from a state senator who says this would serve as a deterrent for people who are considering cracking open a beer behind the wheel. The senator says we see evidence in many accidents where alcohol is found in the car, beer cans and beer bottles, and we see it on the side of the road in many roads across our state. You see the beer bottles, the beer cans that litter the highways. Travis, I brought this up this morning and you Scoffed. I did. I'm gonna okay. scoff again. Explain your scoff. I'm sorry, but if you're the kind of person who's cracking up, crack, cracking open a can of Bud or whatever, and getting behind the wheel and drive, it does not matter whether it is cold or warm. Like you're at that point in your life where you're like, I don't care about DUI. I don't care about drinking and driving. I don't, you don't care whether that beer is cold or not. I mean, maybe you prefer it cold, but you're gonna do it anyway. I mean, fine. I appreciate the conversation about trying to cut down on drunken driving. Absolutely. But I think what our state was considering lowering the legal alcohol limit is a smarter way of doing it. And I am kind of upset that Olympia didn't move in that direction. But Mm. cold beer? No, not a deterrent. Because this would wipe out cold beer in the grocery store, period, right? Yes. No, if I'm running to a you know, to a party or something and I want to take something like that with me and then it's not cold already, it's not chilled. We agree on this one. No okay, what, what's the downside here? I mean, everybody has to invest in an ice bucket and wait an extra five minutes for their beverage. Do you know how long it takes to beer to get cold in an ice bucket? Five minutes. And Travis, your assertion that this would not stop people from drinking. No. Have you ever in your life heard someone say, oh, I want to crack me open a warm one? I mean, if you're already driving, it is yes, it's not even a consideration. Travis, I not only challenge your assertion on this, I challenge that you've ever drank in a Budweiser. Because if you've ever drank a Budweiser warm, you would know that nobody is drinking warm Budweiser. It's pure froth. I love- it tastes like soap. It's I mean, garbage. we're going to talk about the taste of Budweiser. Is this degrees of nastiness? Can, like, can you oh. use your derogatory Tennessee accent no. during this no. argument again, no. please? No. I know that I'm... Look, <laughs> no. I, like, honestly, this is a silly proposal, but I think it's kind of interesting. Again, yeah, I well, appreciate the conversation. Sa- but the way you framed it just a moment ago, it, it made me feel slightly bad for prioritizing my convenience over safety. Hey, one in three deaths, <laughs> DUI related. Right. You know, we did have someone text in saying, I'm Canadian. We can't buy beer in grocery stores or gas stations, and we still have the same problem. It's not going to s- stop anything. Ger- 360 says, Germans love warm beer. 
There you go. Germans Brost. don't. Germans Einstein don't drink Budweiser, to my recollection. By the way, the craft beer scene in Tennessee totally exploding. Well, actually, I don't know. I assume it's everywhere. Is it good warm? All right, let's move over to Michigan, where the mother of a high school cheerleader says that her daughter was told to cover up her cheerleading outfit and put on some pants when she went to school on game day, even though she was told by her cheerleading instructor to wear her cheerleading outfit. Uh, the staff member who told her to put on pants apparently said that it would be a distraction to the boys. Angela, I would love you to, to get to that. I would love you to get to that part a little bit later. But do you believe that there's anything sexualized about cheerleading outfits as they exist? Or that there's anything inappropriate that should be changed. No, in the in the context of you're doing an athletic sport, so the mm -hmm. purpose is you want to make sure that your legs are free, mm -hmm. then, you know, no, I don't think in and of itself it is inappropriate for what they're doing. I was telling uh, Travis, or I think I was telling both of you, how I went to a Christian school growing up, so the cheerleading uniforms went to the knees, mm. Ooh, and they yeah. were culottes, and they still got it done, you know. But here... My view on this is that is there a school dress code? And if the school dress code is makes the rules the cheerleading outfit out, then have a game day uniform that works with the with the dress code. I think that in this case, the parents are taking issue because they're saying the entire dress code is sexist. For example, they say that their daughter can't wear a sports bra to practice because it's inappropriate, but the guys can be out on the soccer field and they have their shirts off and it's a double standard. So I don't know, but I, I, I think that whatever the school dress code is, I don't think it should be different on a game day. Just have a modified game day outfit for the cheerleaders. Yeah, that's my just I don't understand they're cheering for a school team. So it must have been a school employee who said yes to the cheer. So why is the cheer uniform OK at eight o'clock at night on a Friday night at a, at a game, but not OK at eight in the morning in English because class? Because it's like, business time. I guess and what I wear to the office is not what I wear at the club. I <laughs> Is okay. that really what we're doing with cheerleaders and students? Like, are we really? It seems like. So we're kind of disagreeing on this okay. a little bit. I, I okay. disagree with you that uh, skirts, like skirts that go nearly up to your waist, are necessary for athletics, especially in cheerleading. Um, there are drill teams that wear pants. Uh, football players wear pants. They wear tights. There are all kinds of sports in which people wear tights, and it does not restrict their movement. Honestly, I think cheerleading uniforms are completely outdated. Are you telling me that you watch a college football game, and they have the camera guy, right? He's in front of the cheerleaders, and then the guy lifts up the cheerleader, and they point that camera right up her skirt. Are you telling me that they're not doing that for a reason? Does somebody need to wear a three-inch skirt to engage in athletic activities? Or am I being a prude, Angela? No, I think you're right. Now, you're, you are correct. I agree. And if you're trying to study calculus or algebra and someone gets up to go right on the chalkboard and that... And I'm not saying that... I still think we have to... Sorry. I just... <laughs> Did you just say that? <laughs> Wow. Okay. Thou, sister, are responsible for my own thoughts. <laughs> okay. I'm just, okay. Here's the point I'm making. I'm, I'm just saying be consistent. 
if you have a dress code that says it needs to be this and this, the cheerleading uniform should not be an exception. Wear the top mm-hmm. to the cheerleading outfit and something else that's in line with the dress code. Okay. So, Travis, I have a question for you because there, there's another conversation that came out of this. They said uh, it's unfair for girls to be unable to wear sports bras, you know, on the soccer mm-hmm. practice field, but guys can can run around shirtless. And normally I would have said that's silly. There's a difference between a bra and a guy without a shirt. But then I watched the Super Bowl and I watched Usher's halftime show. And when that man removed his shirt, there was a current of electricity that went through my living room that included four men that I did not expect at all. <laughs> four straight men, I might add. Good for them. Do hey, you we can appreciate them? We can all appreciate them. Is there a double standard there with how we uh, approach topless men versus women. It does feel like that. I mean, we this is 2024 and it does I mean, it's kind of back to Angela's point of having like consistency. I mean, and honestly, let's be super honest and say that like, you know, the the whether you agree with it or not, like the kids also see gender in a very different way than a lot of grown-ups do too. And so like, are we really going to and and we are in a lot of places going down the road of trying to police people's bodies and tell people who they should and shouldn't be and like that feels like an overstep that's really unnecessary if we were just, in this case, consistent and, like, just keep your shirts on if, if you're at practice. Like, what's wrong with that if that's what the rule is? Or, mm-hmm. like, you can take your shirt off if you're at practice. And I mean, like, I, it feels like a pretty thing, easy thing to just be consistent about. Do you, do you all remember when the soccer star, I think it was Brandy Chastain. Chastain she, yeah. who, Iconic who, photo. Oh, yeah. She yeah. ripped off her jersey and it was like the sports bra scene around the world. Like, right. <gasps> My know. goodness. And other people were like, we love it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, by the way, just speaking up on behalf of uh, male wrestlers everywhere. <laughs> if we want to talk about inappropriateness of uniforms, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. having a walk out on the mat in that yeah. thing. Woo. Angela, apparently, uh, apparently some gift card makers are pushing to get rid of what they're calling ageist expressions from their greeting cards. You know, for example, happy birthday. You know, you're getting old when the candles cost more than the cake. Ha ha ha. Age is merely the number of the years the world has been enjoying you. And by the looks of it, you're you've been thoroughly entertained. What do you what do you think about those kind of cards? Is that a problem? No, I mean, (laughs) no, it's not a problem. I I do think sometimes we tend to make fun of age too much in this country, but but I don't think we should take away people's choices to celebrate and have fun with the fact that they're getting older. A lot of people like those cards that make fun of, I mean, I remember my aunt turning 40 and and did all these decorations with like tombstones in her yard and stuff like that. 40. Remember when that was old? Oh yeah. So if someone wants to celebrate by, by making fun and making light, then they should have that option. Just completely taking it away is, I, I just don't see the point in this. Age positivity, feel? Travis, should it <laughs> extend to our greeting cards? I mean, age positivity for sure should extend to all facets of our lives. But am I going to police the terrible cards that people want to give to their dad? Like, no. I mean, it's like a rite of passage to give your dad a terrible greeting card that has some old toothless man on it. Like, there's <laughs> like, 
But, you know, like, come on. <laughs> and and, and let, let's I, I make fun of my own aging body. Like, if we can't own that ourselves, like my body just doesn't work like it used to. Like, yeah. that's a, and if I can't laugh about it, then I'm going to cry about it. You know, <laughs> like, yes. I, I kind of need... doesn't work like it used to. Well, happy birthday, Travis. At your age, getting lucky means finding your car keys. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. I mean, that's like, an actual fact. That we, is actually <laughs> the truth. So, if yes. If we can't laugh at some of this stuff, guys, come on. But, Angela, it's not. Look, the people who are buying the cards are not the ones. Rec- I can't even possibly make an argument for that. Let's move on. <laughs> The Wall Street Journal notes that uh, the tooth fairy has not escaped inflation. Apparently, some folks are slipping $100 bills under their kids' pillows, Louis Vuitton bracelets, Travis. How do you feel about the tooth fairy? Has has that gotten out of control? So uh, one of our, I'm not going to name them because I I love them and I don't want to get them in trouble, but like our daughter's friend's parents, like the daughter lost her tooth like was the first in the friend group and like the 20 bucks under the, and I was like, what? What? $20 is the stand? Like, I was just like terrified. Like, I was like, $20? Yeah. Like, I got the vapors. Like, oh my (laughs) God, $20? And then, like, we had our first lost tooth, and I was like, well, here's $20. I guess it's market value now. I guess this is what it is. And so, like, now, so that was the, the, the oldest, and now she's 10. And so we went through this whole thing. So now the youngest is like first grade, and he's starting to lose teeth as well. He's got this one that's like hanging. Like, it's just mm. like I, he opens his mouth. I'm like, child, close your mouth. That's disgusting. <laughs> like, but I'm waiting. And so grandma asked him the other day, like, how much? He's like, maybe a hundred dollars. And I was like, he said stop that? it. This is not a, the tooth fairy in this house does not have a hundred dollars. Wait, like, he was asking for like, he I don't just thought that was what was going to be. He just thought that was the going rate. No, tell like, him there's a recession. It was like, there is no $100 there, inflation, bill that's fairies are not immune from inflation what? and recession. Yeah. So this is, oh, I hate this so much. I'm so judging. Uh, I'm so judging. Okay, guys. This takes me back to MTV and my sweet 16. Look how over the top oh, yeah. my 16th birthday party is. Oh. I'm going to go back to what my mom, Miss Dorothy, yeah. I call her Mama Dot, used to always say, if you have all this right now, what will you look forward to when you get older? So I just think that it's a case of just because we can doesn't mean we should. Just because you can, if you're, you know, rolling like that, yeah. give a hundred bucks. It's like, no, the tooth fairy is actually pretty frugal. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, I actually, I'm changing my opinion on this because I was going to blame the parents who give their kids a hundred dollars uh, for a tooth, but I'm going to blame you. <laughs> I'm going to blame yeah, you yes. because hear it. you said that the child in your friend group who is the first to lose their tooth. They got $20. Yeah. And your response to that when your child lost their tooth was to shrug and accept that. I know. It's like matter of fact. What you should have done is you should have had a conversation with your child and you should have said, look, the reason that Johnsons give their kids $20 is because they're profligate with their money. And look, little Timmy, he's going to be having to change his parents' diapers when they're old because they're not going to be able to save enough for their retirement, whereas I am doing you the favor of saving my money and saving you from future things that you don't want to have to do. Or what you, you got to teach fiscal could responsibility the, could the early. Tooth fairy leave like do people do, do tooth fairies do like bonds or 
oh, investments maybe. in like 520. <laughs> well, if this is getting. Oh, okay. Can we back up? Can I can if you we do back that? Up? No, okay. Don't use the word nerd when you just used a word I've never heard before. So, what was that word he Profligate. said? Profligate. What does that it's mean? It's from the Bible. It's people that are, uh, you know, unwise with their profligate? their money. Yeah, profligate so, spender. But I'm the nerd. I, I have a <laughs> I have a confession. I actually didn't give twenty dollars because the friend got twenty dollars. It was because I opened up my wallet after she'd gone to bed and realized all I had was a twenty. Oh, and I was no. like, Oh, this is this is. I'm not going to run to the bank here at eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night. This is what's going to happen. You have a Seven Eleven by your house? No, you're going to have to do twenty no. for both yeah. kids forever. A well, hundred, apparently, according to Grayson. Good luck. <laughs> All right, coming up next from us, we have a a TBD to be determined. We're going to roll the dice, and we're going to see what comes up at the bottom of the hour. Stay with us on the G and Ursula Show. It is 11.33 here on Cairo News Radio. This is the G and Ursula Show. G and Ursula are out this morning. I'm Travis Mayfield along with Angela Poe Russell. Such a fun morning. Lots of great topics this morning. And the text line has been lighting up as well. Yes, and agree to disagree. We were talking about this cheerleader who was told she had to put pants on. Yes. And that prompted this robust discussion. And we got many text messages from folks who... It, it's. I think this is going to be a good conversation. First, we had chef had made the point that do cheerleading cheerleading uniforms really need to be designed the way they are for girls? Is it for some type of athletic reason? He was like, no way. So someone from the 206 said, you're wrong about this. The stunting and kicks require a tighter, shorter skirt to keep everyone safe. Um, and it said the cheerleaders have spanks, which are like Nike pros that are required under their skirts. I don't know that every school has those, though. I don't think I've seen at our school. We didn't have the spanks underneath them. The coach approves the length. They are custom cut for each athlete. And if the girl's skirt is too short and appropriate, it's likely she has grown since the uniform was ordered. Mm. But this really got me thinking about how many sports we have, because it was a actually someone who texted, said cheerleaders watching a girl's volleyball uniform is an issue. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, the men's volleyball uniforms, very different than women. Gymnastics, the same thing. My daughter actually complained because we were saying, hey, you should try track. And she's like, have you seen what they wear? Mm. I mean, so it becomes this source of anxiety, like I want to do the sport, but why is this uniform this way for girls and that way for boys? Another example, soccer. The soccer shorts for the guys, longer. The women, shorter. And now it's just got me thinking, why is it this way? And Chef, you brought up a good point about an ad you saw during the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a it was a Dove ad, and you know Dove has really embraced this whole body positivity right. thing. And I think the statistics that they that they quoted in the the ad was that you know of the girls who choose not to participate in sports, eighty percent say it is because they're uncomfortable with the way their bodies look. And I thought that was like a negative message, and they should have been considering, hey. Encourage your girl to play sports to build body confidence. I thought that would have been more, a more positive message. But what I was missing is, yeah, there are probably a lot of girls who don't participate in athletics because of what they might have to wear. I certainly know guys that did not wrestle expressly for the uniforms. 
Yeah, I remember when my daughter was doing gymnastics and she did not want to wear the traditional. So she wore the one that has some shorts to them. But if you think about when you compete at certain levels, then you stand out. You're the person Mm. wearing the uniform that's different. So I guess my question to the text line, 888-973-5476, is really about do we need to kind of reconsider the uniform strategy when it comes to what we're making women wear versus Men, if there's not a viable reason other than this just shows more skin. <laughs> I, I think there's also an interesting point being made here by the original texter that you were reading who's kind of explaining how the tights and the skirts are are made specifically for the individual. And it's the last thing that this texter writes. And it is the idea that if you're looking at a uniform that maybe looks inappropriate, it might be that the, the, the uniform wearer has grown. Obviously, this is a time in their lives where the girls are, their bodies are changing. Right. Um, and so, and it it may be that the athlete's family can't afford a new uniform because guess what? You know, growth happens not just over the summer and the beginning of the school year. Like it can happen mid season. And so, like, what are you going to ask this athlete? Like, oh, you either have to cover up, order a new uniform, which your family can't can't afford or you don't get to play all because your body changed. I mean, that feels really unfortunate as well. Instead of is it kind of what I think you're getting to if we were building and focused on uniforms that were functional, that the reason that they existed. I mean, I think about like men's Olympic swimming. They're wearing Speedos. You see everything. I mean, it's a you know, and no one's upset about it. Why? Because that's the best uniform for them to wear the least resistance when they're swimming. If you're focused on what a uniform does for the performance performance and we stop policing based on oh, am I seeing too much on a boy or a girl or whatever um then I feel like it like it almost solves itself yeah no I think that's a great point and gosh you know I, I wanted to mention this other text because someone said they felt uncomfortable in their track uniforms which did violate the school dress code wow I mean and chef you had mentioned wrestling um that someone yeah. didn't do it because of the Oh my gosh. Yeah. My, my wrestling coach, he would always try and recruit the football players because either you played basketball in winter or you didn't do anything basically. And like the football coach was all yeah, for it. Totally. He'd be like, guys, okay, we got the wrestling coach coming in. So he's going to tell you about the program, why you should join. And like half the guys in the room would be like, are you kidding me? There's no way I'm wearing that thing in public. Absolutely. Like you can see, you can see everything. Yeah. Well, everything. I, well, I like what Travis was saying. We get back to the idea of let's look at what the functionality and the purpose of this is and let that be our guide. We'll be in a great place. I would love to kind of take a moment and talk with you about the situation in Tennessee. Mm. Could you mind setting us up with what's going on? So in Tennessee this week, uh, the state legislature there officially passed a bill that allows marriage officiants. So, you know, think of like a justice of the peace to basically say no thank you to solemnizing weddings if they have moral objections to it. So the this is headed to the governor there um, and supporters are like, oh look, if a justice of the peace is, you know, their religion doesn't support uh, two men getting married, two women get, they should have the right to opt out of that. In the same way that, you know, we saw the Supreme Court case with the the flower arrangements or the, the wedding um, the uh, d- designer of stationery or the cakes, all of those have been questions, right? But This is a bill that specifically would look at people who officiate at weddings and say, you can decline to marry people of the same gender if you have moral or religious obligations. to. And I think the the big distinction that you are pointing out is that 
to say that a person who, let's say, does flowers for various events. Well, I disagree with the whole thing. Agreed. Me too. I disagree yes. with the whole thing. Me too. But, the, but, but that's this person, case law at this the moment. The case law yeah, is done, right. right? But that's very different than an officiant. Who yes. That is your job to do it. The Supreme Court has said that same-sex marriage is legal and you should be able to. And so to be able to deny just seems like that would conflict with federal law. And it's, I mean, you're a representative of the government, Like when you're a representative of yourself, you're a small business owner, you own a flower shop, you own a bakery, like you're representing yourself. And and, you know, so you have the in in legally now have the 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 ability to discriminate because that's what it is. Let's be honest. Like that is discrimination. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, And the Supreme Court has has ruled that. But again, you're representing yourself and your business in doing that. But but an officiate is someone who is performing a legal duty. And that means they are representing the government and the government has said in this country that two men can get married and two women can get married. So so this this in my brain is akin to going to the DMV and the, the test taker looks at you after you've gone and driven and done perfectly. And you're like, yep, you got a score of 100, but I'm not going to give you a license because I don't like who you are. It sets a terrible precedent. Yes. And I worry about when legislation like this is proposed what this does to our kids who are getting the message that you're not okay yeah and i worry about them their mental health and i I just hope this goes nowhere what if it's what if it means that i in my personal faith i'm baha'i i believe that guns are weapons and instruments of death should I be disallowed from issuing you a gun permit because I don't believe in guns? Exactly. I mean, if exactly. If that is your job and you're with the go- and you're right. with the government, then that's the job you signed up for to serve all the people when you are with a government agency. That's the way I'm looking at it from that lens. Is that when you work in a public office or with the government, you're for the people, all and, the people. And people who say you don't, oh, well, you don't have a choice. No, you have a choice to not do that job. Mm-hmm. You go do a different job then. If you're morally unable to to, to represent what's actually written, like, do something else then. Hmm. All right, coming up next from us, we are going to hear from you more texts, and we're also going to have words to live by. This is Cairo News Radio. Some fresh Friday. Let's make sure we end strong with some messages from you. Why don't we start with the one on age positive birthday cards? 206 writes, my grandmother used to give bragging rights to the person who gave her the most insulting birthday card. Competition on. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Larry, the health inspector. Chef, I'm over 70 and those are the cards that I buy my buddies and their wives and they buy them for me. We love it. Uh, (laughs) That's what I'm saying. $100 for the tooth fairy, Kenan Everett. My daughter is 24 years old now, but back when she was a little kid, she lost her first tooth. I went to Put money under her pillow, but all I had in my wallet was a twenty. So I left her twenty bucks, and three girls later, the going rate on our house because Dad didn't have change in his wallet is twenty dollars a tooth. Boy, I'm an idiot, Ken. I'm with you. And do you know what I did in that scenario when I didn't have the right? What, what I, did you do? The tooth fairy didn't come. Oh yeah. And I was like, I bet the to- I made up a whole story about why it. the tooth fairy yeah. didn't come yeah. and the tooth fairy. I took money out of Matthew's piggy bank. To- <laughs> <laughs> 
Blunt. <laughs> Teaching him about American Blunt. finance. Yeah, right there. Borrow from Peter to pay Paul. I promise I put it back. It's so good. Oh, gosh. All right. Would warm beer deter DUIs? Aaron says, I would rather have a pounding hangover for a day than to drink a full warm Bud Light. Just the thought of a warm beer gave me a headache. <laughs> 360 says, okay, guys, whoever said Germans love beer, warm beer, I've clearly never been to Germany. I am German, and I have never heard, witnessed, or experienced any German drinking warm <laughs> beer. I've only heard Americans repeat the same rumor over and oh, over. It's a, I didn't even know it was a rumor. Okay, <laughs> I heard a rumor. Okay, uh, all right, uniforms for girls' sports. This is about the cheerleader, yeah. Cliff and Woodenville. My daughter is a cheerleader. They wear uniforms on game day or other spirit activities. They violate dress code but isn't an issue cheerleaders also have tights they wear during cold games so they can wear those to school that said quit being nosy nellies and prudes leave the skirts wait, alone wait 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 are you telling me that they wear pants on cold days but on the warm days it's unsafe to wear the skirts hmm <laughs> <laughs> Andrew says, it strikes me that there is something kind of antiquated about putting teen girls in sexualized uniforms and having to engage in hero worship of male athletes. It sends a message to nerdy and or less athletic boys that they are not desirable objects of the affection of attraction or females. The jocks get the girls or we could just not objectify anybody. Oh, that was a deep text. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, Isabella, how about we teach boys to get it under control? Why is it up to girls and women always to make sure that everybody acts appropriate? It's old. So old. Burian resident continuing to push back against the pallet shelter. 206, I had to turn the radio off since you don't live in Burien. You have no idea what the homeless situation is here. The city council has let it get out of control. You would not want them next to your kid's school. Okay, Nick. Oh, the private school doesn't want to shelter the homeless. Surprise, surprise. And what is middle class in America? Eric in Columbia City. Middle class is a mindset. Value education. Read regularly. Donate to charity when possible. Thrifty. Long-term outlook. Rich said, I love the name with this. Rich said, as the middle class means being only five bucks short. Only five bucks short. <laughs> That's awesome. That's Julie B is, I'm a single parent. I can't even pay my bills on time or my rent. I have 30K in medical debt. That's tough. Yeah. Uh, 253, my vacation at 67 is a road trip with my grandson camping. My grandkids live with me. I used to think I'm middle class. I don't think that anymore. Brian from Arlington, I don't think affordable long-term care is something people have ever had. I have a large family, extended family. For the most part, everyone bought a home, not on the West Coast. Nobody passed down their home to their kids. Kids, when they got old, they sold the home and used that to keep themselves out of a facility for as long as possible. Uh, all right. Why should we care about displacement and gentrification? Carol says, Yelm ain't cheap, and Thurston County property taxes have gone insane. T in Conway, I live in rural Skagit County. My property taxes have gone from 1200 a year to 4800 a year in 18 years. My neighbor's house currently on the market for 1905 or 1905 farmhouse, 10 acres, close to a million bucks, and that's one of the cheapest properties for sale in South Skagit. If the house sells for that, our property taxes will go up much more next year, eventually price us out of the state. Wow. Okay, we also reported on the fact that UW is the fourth, fourth most prestigious public university in the world. All right, Carrie and Bonnie Lake says, I have kids who've been at UW and Central undergrad and graduate programs. Both are great for lots of reasons, but if a kid is looking, go to Central. Better student to instructor ratios, less expensive living situations, higher acceptance rate, and genuinely great programs. Sharon says, when I went to UW, you could get in with a 2.8 GPA. I had a 3.7, but not a 4.0. Worked and paid my way. No debt. My best advice for kids would be to do two years at community college and then transfer. 
All right, so path a lot of people are taking and doing really well. All right, this scenario is y'all were fired up about this. Uh, a son who was furious that he found the secret phone in his car that mom was using to track him. Jeff and Bonnie Lake says, Angela is right. Do what you do as a parent. It isn't creepy. It's being an adult. And now let's get your words to live by. Uh, brought to you by Wilcox Farms. So I, I, I found this quote from Cynthia Lewis. Believing in the tooth fairy is easier than trying to figure out how else the money gets under your pillow. And my point is, let the kids believe. Let them enjoy the magic, whether it's the tooth fairy, the magic of the library, the magic of finding a sport they love and want to play, and will wear the uniform. They will grow up fast. They will face the old age cards and the old age jokes and all the worries of making it in the middle class. For now, let them believe in the tooth fairy. Let them be kids. I feel so inspired. And then Nick is just going to take it to the next level. Oh, well, (laughs) some new kids on the block arrived to take over the day for a show that met Fresh Friday Law with less work and more play. And no need to hunker down the two and get their homework done so they have the time for warmer beer or however they have their fun. But unlike some birthday cards with jokes or tooth fairies cutting their bills, this team of Travis and Angela was a joy from the regular drill. Now, don't scare G and Ursula too much before they're back because we knew you had some game, but now we see the chips are stacked. So, well done, guys, and have a good weekend. Yeah, wow. Thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> and thank you, Nick and Chef and the rest of the team for just having us. Yeah. Thank you to G and Ursula for just letting us have some fun <laughs> in their chairs and to all of you for being so kind so and many gracious. Great this was our first. I, I really enjoyed working with you. Same, same. It was a lot of fun. I feel like we had a lot to talk about, and you're just phenomenal. Thank you. I feel the same about you. Thank you. And Chef, it would not, I, you're, you're just, I mean, I'm not just yeah. saying it. Like, Chef, I, and you know, you you hate it when I do it, but I just think you're brilliant and, and a wonderful human being. I've learned to just say, thank you, Angela. See, that? look at that. Yay! Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Okay, well, that's going to do it for the G and Ursula show. We hope you have an amazing weekend. The Jack and Spike show is coming up next. Hope you have as much fun as we have. So long, everybody.